Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. On this episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Don't use words live if you don't know what they mean. An epic game that's coming to consoles near you. It's a whole new world generator. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's episode 105 of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. I'm Clinton Stanley, and I'm here with... Big Ray. If you weren't watching, then that big pause was worth nothing. If you're watching the video, then I had a very funny look on my face. It's worth everything. Yes, of course. And we're also Have here with the Huntsman 420. I thought it was. Uh, I thought you changed your name. I thought it was like, I don't know, the Huntsman not, 1987 not, or something. The, okay. the Huntsman 93, but I haven't done that yet. No. Oh, okay. Hmm. We haven't done the full conversion yet. No. Yeah, that's all right. You're going to come out leathered up, you know, spikes and all that good stuff. It's going to be good. <laughs> I doubt you know. that'll be the case, but. Yeah. My pro wrestling brain kicked in. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I hope you guys are doing good tonight. Meaning uh, you two. And then also the listeners. We hope you guys are doing good as well. We're doing good. Other than the technical difficulties we ran into on our 14 tries to start live. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm having internet issues, guys, and it's. It's got me pretty uh, angered right now, so I'm trying to let go of said anger and enjoy this podcast with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of our YouTube watchers slash listeners, uh, and this looks like the live video, we're not live this time, so there won't really be anything live about it. Mm-hmm. Other than us saying it's live and doing it. We're lively. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and I'm alive. Hunter's alive. Clint's. You know, he's doing his best. I'm at 70% mm-hmm. capacity yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, we've got uh, a short episode for you this week because uh, there's some changes coming down the pike. Or the pipe. Or the pipe. However you want to say it. So um, basically what's going down, and we will remind you guys at the end of the podcast and probably maybe talk a little bit more detail about it, but we are going to be taking a a short break. On the podcast, okay. yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. as dads and as uh, employed men, you know, out there trying to make that moolah and everything else going on, we just uh, we need to step back and kind of look at things. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll get into more of it here at the end of the podcast. Um, but don't think we're leaving or anything like that. It's just it's going to be a short break, and we'll get into the details yeah. of how long. Just me. That. I'm I'm the one that's leaving. Oh, yeah. are you? Well, you you could call it leaving. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all know what happened. Yeah. COVID-19. And then what else was it? 
COVID-19, someone stole his truck, his dog died. What Nobody else Nobody stole your truck, really, right? That didn't happen. Yeah, it did, actually. No, I didn't hear about that. We got to talk about that later. Let's go yeah, on. It was a rough, really rough part of town. Okay, I can't, um, I can't let this go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rad's over there taking it real serious. I was just, I was throwing it into the, into the whole, oh, you so know. it was fake. Yeah, okay. it, was fake. it was very serious because I'm in love with this Tundra. Yeah, it's like my it's like my truck by extension. You know what I mean? What, where I, I was, don't, I don't I don't covet it. It's more like I'm I you coveted it when he first got it. I was mad at him, but then it became like a labor of love. Like I'm living vicariously through him instead. Mm, yeah. yeah. Next time we all get together, we'll go on a ride in it, right? No, because then I'll hate you again. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I've come to terms right now. Well, I was alluding to like a country music song. They lose everything, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And they're in the bar drinking. Broke down. Yeah, yeah. I got mm-hmm. COVID nineteen and my dog died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sitting at the bar, my bottle's empty. He gave me the wrong dang beer. Probably Can't not. Find answers to my problems in the bottom of this bottle, girl. <laughs> ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh! It's getting wild up in here. All right. <laughs> This is a gaming uh, podcast or a music sh- talent show? <laughs> oh, you're saying there's talent involved in that. I like that. Appreciate it. Yeah, there was two people that were very talented. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, the other person was quiet. <laughs> Anywho, guys. So tonight, we're going to be bringing you news, and then we'll give you the update. We'll give you the skibby. Is that what they call it? Ooh, I, I, I better look that up before I just say that live. Yeah, don't say words you don't know. You know? Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> With that said, guys, let's go right on over to the leaks for the geeks. Leaks for geeks. All right, guys, it's time for the leaks, for the geeks, the news, to the news. All right. Yeah. Hunter, take it away. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah, why not? Wow. Like Slam. This. All right. Hey, well, the biggest news we have today is Hunter has begun, begun, begun and began and has begotten the beginning of a mullet. But mm-hmm. then he wears a hat during the podcast to not show it yeah. off. Well, you wouldn't be able to see it anyways because it's party in the back, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, I guess uh-huh. I can throw it off before we leave. But anyways, um, my first article here is about Rust. Don't know what Rust is. We've talked about it a little bit before. Yeah, but it's when iron oxidizes and yeah, we know. Yes, exactly. It's also a multiplayer survival game. Oh. Um, and it is coming to PS4 and Xbox One this spring. So, what do you do? It's exciting. Um, Rust is finally coming to console soon. With PS4 and Xbox One versions now scheduled to release in spring 2021. Their survival game has been enjoyed, uh, or has been enjoying a great deal of success as as of late. Thanks to Twitch streamers uh, giving the PC version a boost, the previously announced Rust console edition is still without an exact release date, but the version's publisher, Double Eleven, has narrowed down. Um, the release uh, window to this spring. While the launch will span both last-gen PlayStation and Xbox platform, there's no word on a uh, native current-gen release. 
However, backwards compatibility should allow you to play Rust on PS5 and Xbox Series X. That's what I was wondering. Um, We've got PS5 and Xbox Series X. That's the thing right now, right? Even though nobody <laughs> can get their hands on them. Mm-hmm. You would think that a new switch over console release would include those, not just right. backwards compatible. So that's surprising. Yeah. It says rest is currently undergoing a closed beta for consoles that is experience, uh, expected to last a few weeks. Double 11 is handing, uh, handling the console versions and previously worked, uh, worked on games like uh, prison architect and Minecraft dungeons. Okay. Um, Double Eleven is also publishing the game, unlike the PC version, which is a developed and published by Gary's Mod Studio Face Punch. Hmm. Uh, updates have expanded the game's uh, <clears throat> have expanded the game greatly since the early re- uh, access launch. You can t- uh, take many different approaches to the survival, from killing everyone in your path to working together as a group. The title has evolved from the, its earliest days as a primal survival game. It's one that stands out among its competitors, featuring shockingly detailed worlds to explore and build in, filled with a variety of gameplay styles, weapons, crafts, and above all else, combat. Double Eleven said in its announcements. It's interesting that you've got two different companies releasing the game in two different style places from PC to console. Because the fact that it sounds like the release that they're doing is actually going to be a little bit different game, not just the same game. It's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of a add-ons and adjustments and uh, things like that that are done, which kind of answers the next question, which would be, is this going to be cross-platform? I would say no, right? I mean, if you're... Yeah, if it's two, system, sounds like. Yeah, if it's got two different games, it can't be cross-platform with PC. So it's interesting because a lot of games are going towards that. So to see them release in a way that won't allow that... Uh, I, think they're, I think they're just going the, like Daisy did the same thing, right? I mean, right. This is our console version of this game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't cross platform with, with uh, Xbox and stuff on Daisy. Yeah. True. Which I, I think it would be okay on games like that, but I guess that's just going to be up to the developer. I mean, it's right. right. You have similar issues with Overwatch. I, yeah. I feel like that could be something we could cross platform, but they just won't allow it for competitive reasons. Mm hmm. So, hmm. Maybe they should. Some of those people should make non-ranked cross-platform and then ranked. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So you can at least play with your buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting though. I, I guess I never even realized that companies did that. Released a game on a different place and let a whole other company release the. I guess they they you know may, must make like a a partnership deal with them and then send over all their code and yeah. give them freedom to adjust it to a certain extent. I didn't even know that they did that. I thought they worked together to do it. But this is kind of described almost as if this company's They're doing running it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, games like uh, Warcraft 3, that's what bit them in the butt on that remake, is they outsourced it out, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really up to, up to code to where it needed to be. And then I think they just kind of rushed it on out the door because they weren't ready on their end, so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we see it, we see it happen. And I guess sometimes that does happen when you see, quote, partnerships or someone taking the reins on something you do see sometimes things go great. And sometimes it's when you see the ball get dropped because mm-hmm. they don't really have the same passion for it or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got a story for you guys. Ooh, sure. Sure. Let's get right. Uh, this is about an NBA superstar or star, I guess, uh, you know, 
who took advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic crushing their season said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to jump on. I'm going to become a game streamer. Cause I already got, you know, Man. plenty of fans. Right. Um, and I'm just going to capitalize on that same way people do on branding or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take my, my name, my money and start something new here. Uh, and he did, he's done well. He's got 69,000 followers on Twitch. Um, he ended up joining the Faza, if I say it right, phase, maybe it's just called phase. I don't know. Phase clan, F a capital Z E. Okay. Fun yeah. of me. If I, if you need to, that's fine. Um, uh, and then, uh, he's got partnerships with brands who make controllers, headsets, PCs, protein bars. I mean, he was he's, doing it. He's a real right. deal. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing it. And, and then, and then he used a, uh, bad word, you know, there's a lot of bad words being, uh, or words that, how would you say? There's a lot of words these days. Offensive that words. Weren't looked at as bad yesterday that are bad today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This isn't one of those. This is one of those words that's always been bad, and he used it. So I don't want to confuse you because, you know, you guys who listen to our show, you know we're kind of on the, you know, let's not regulate everything bandwagon. We yeah, don't we, think everything should be. We don't want be, everything getting censored. Just yes, and, and we don't think matter. every... We don't think every word that someone finds offensive is offensive. We do right. believe that some words are usable and they're not really that big of a deal and they've never been a big deal. And they just suddenly people want them to be a big deal. And now they are. We don't really agree with that. Right. Uh, this is different than that. This is a word that uh, I guess is a Jewish slur. And he was in the middle of a modern warfare uh, war zone, actually, you know, battle royale. And uh, I'm guessing he got sniped or someone tried to snipe him. And he said, effing cowards, don't effing snipe me. You effing K-I-K-E. B-I-T-C-H. Okay. Okay. I didn't even know what that word was. It so, rhymes with kite, but it's a K. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get in trouble, especially because it's a heightened thing in the media right yeah. now. Right now it's going um, around. Yeah. yeah. So didn't even know he it was said a that. Thing. Clearly he was being negative, if that makes sense, right? right. I mean, don't don't effing snipe me, you effing this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he didn't even think anything of it at the time, or at least didn't act like he did, right? Uh the rest of his team laughed when he said it, which didn't go over the best either. And uh so then he obviously deleted it as soon as he found out it wasn't a good thing. Right. And he had jumped. He didn't even know until he jumped back on. It sounds like the next day mm-hmm. to play Warzone. And somebody else had already clipped a piece of that when he said it and put it all over YouTube and Twitter. And I guess it was trending and blowing up and all the this stuff. So he rage. had tons of commenters who were flooding his comment set to where they moderated it as much as they could till they couldn't handle it. And then they shut down his comment section. And then shortly after that, um, I think they said that he got contacted. Let's see here. Okay, so, so shortly after that, he jumped off after they had to stop the comment section. He jumped off and he said to the chat, he said, chat, something came up. Um, I got to um, go hang out with my wife. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> that, was, that was his answer once he realized it was this was a big boo-boo, something. This was going to go uphill real fast. I, I got to go tell my um, wife I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, so, so he got off of there. I guess this has been a big deal. This uh, this term, and I and I say this because I've never heard this term. Okay, 
And so for me, it was interesting that he got in trouble for this term. And even that so many people knew what the term meant and maybe they didn't. And I'm just, I'm just looking, guessing into this, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a Jew, you probably knew what this meant, right? If you're Jewish, right? If you're not a Jew, you probably don't know. Or if you're not from, I would say maybe like the Brooklyn area where there's a lot of racism towards Jews and stuff like that. You probably don't know that word and you probably don't know what it means. So you probably came across it on social media or like listening to us or whatever. And you're like, what is that? And you look it up and you go, ah, this guy's a jerk. But really you didn't know when you first heard it. I think it's one of those kind of words. And, but it's not one of those words that's in a gray area. It's definitely for sure. Always been a very derogatory, hateful term towards Jewish people. Yep. Um, It's worse than like calling somebody a Jew because of what they're doing. You get what I'm saying? And and people use that term negatively that way. This is, this is a term that's always negative. There's not like a positive way to use this. So anyways, he came out, he made a statement uh, and he said, uh, let's see here if I can find a statement real quick. So I don't want to misquote him. He said, while I didn't know that the word, while I didn't know what the word meant at the time, uh, my ignorance about the, about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse. So he made a release statement saying he didn't know what it meant. And when I first read that, my mind said, I believe that because I don't know what it means. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But then right afterward, I thought, no, no, no. I don't know what it means because I've never heard it. I've never said it. It's not in my language. You get what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. if I naturally said it when I was mad, right, then. We've had it here before. Right. So there are some words that people don't realize are taken are taken bad nowadays. Like I was saying earlier, right? And you say it and you realize, oh man, I never knew that that was a racial slur or it was something that's obscure that is not known for being a racial slur or, you know, things like that. Right. And you said, no, I've been using that forever. And yes, I did mean it in a negative way, but I didn't know it was racial. I think you could get away with that to an extent on some words, but because this is a word that is not even very normally used, right? You don't even really, most people don't even know this word. Uh, He had to learn it somewhere. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had to learn it from his family when he was growing up or the area he lived in or somebody else. And the only way that they would have used the term is negative and derogatory in that way. Mm -hmm. So then once I realized that and I was like, well, he said it. So if he said it, maybe that does mean he knew what it meant. And so I think he's going to, you know, be in some pretty good, uh, it won't be. Oh, I don't think it'll be just a little hand swap. Yeah, I think it'll be. Nowadays, that kind of stuff's, you know, pretty serious. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he'll end up getting banned for a little while or what's going to happen with that. But it's definitely uh, people are not happy with it. So mm. thought that was interesting, and, and I thought my own thought process of, you know, because nowadays we all know we're in a cancel culture. So I kind of went through a roller coaster of how I felt about it and what his response was, and then no, I don't and think that's true. Gave it some thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of came back full circle to now you knew what it meant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think exactly what it meant. So, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting story. Not because we don't get stories like that all the time, but also because of the way he responded to it and the fact that it's a word that I think not a lot of us have ever even heard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wouldn't have known it was. Uh, no, no. no. Yeah. If someone said it to me, I have no clue what they meant. Might yeah. as well have been a made up, made up word. Actually, when you asked it. me if I knew what it was earlier, I thought it was like something sexual. You know? mm. Yeah. I'd be curious to, to know if like, um, 
South Park used it or something. Because there was like a time when I was in school where it was like a joke to make fun of Jews. Like no, nobody like really hated Jews that I knew. You know what I say? It was just like a it thing that even even the cartoons like there was definitely um, mm-hmm. many times South Park made fun of Jews. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm. but so I don't know. Maybe if it, it was just something that has been brought up that maybe that guy. But in a sense, South South Park has made its money. By being offensive, offensive. So, exactly. Through, throughout all the ages, South Park has taken times to make fun of anything it can, from Jews to blacks to Christians to mm-hmm. uh, anything that's a hot button. That's what they hit on. But you know in, what I'm saying? In, in the Jewish thing with them, wasn't it like one of the characters? What was it? Uh, not yeah, there's one of the characters that's Jewish, and that was mm-hmm. Jewish. So they're just always, yeah, yeah always ragging on, but, on his Jew culture. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't take it easy on anybody. You know, the Mormons, no, whatever. They've all been, no, not at all. Uh, and well, so, but even if that, that means even if you saw it on there, you would have known it was a negative. <laughs> right, 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 right. But sometimes that can normalize things for people. And yeah. Then, yeah. You yeah. and your friends, you know, normally use the racial terms while you're on your own. Yeah, you exactly. Which doesn't make it non-racial, but I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, <laughs> Well, uh, it's time to switch worlds, guys. Jeez. Yes, do it. Oh, my goodness. Please. Woo. All right. To a world less ex- less offensive and more uh, fun and uh, explorative. It's hard to even talk about offensive things without thinking you're going to say something wrong while talking about the oh, offensive man. thing and All be time. offensive. Yeah, <laughs> There's just no way. Just start tripping into it. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, crap. Oh, that's offensive yeah. to somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably you know, like the in laws, you know, that are to my nose. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Valheim or Valheim, if you want to call it that, if you're uh, not as cultured as uh, me, Ryan, and Hunter. True. Yeah. Viking culture. Uh, we're talking about the Valheim world generator. So if you ever wanted to uh, shop for the perfect Valheim world seed, which guys, so just so you know, world seed is like the world that was picked your generated world. Okay. Um, so your world is different each time you play, even though you're playing it and it feels like when you've played any other game, like borderlands or something like that. Right. And it's like, this is the world everybody's playing. No, no, it's more right. like Minecraft. And so yep. your, your biomes, the location of where your area ends and another area begins and where the dungeons show up and aren't and where the little huts are and aren't all of that, where the mountains are and the snow is, it's all different. The island's yep. location is different for everybody. Yeah, and so, that's what that's what Clint's talking about, here. which I love it because it makes it replayable mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're talking about that. Uh, Unity Tinkerer WD Forty Bomber Seven has created the perfect tool for you and I, guys. It's nice. it's the unofficial Valheim World Generator. Okay, you can try the browser tool for yourself for free. So you go to the browser, you check it out. Okay, it uses Valheim's world seeds to generate a preview of possible game worlds. If you already made a world and you want to preview, uh, preview, you want a preview of the scenery to come, you can plug in your own seed and check it out. Check out the entire world from a top-down view. Hmm. Um, there are toggleable markers for bosses, camps, the traders, troll, troll caves and other loot and landmarks. So if you care more about getting resources than the spirit of exploration, you can essentially map out most of the world. It says here, if you're still on the market for a world or you're looking for changes 
uh, looking to change yours, you can also use the impressive seed generator to find something that strikes your fancy. And he says here that it takes anywhere from 10 to 60 seconds to generate a world. So you don't go, uh, you don't go thinking your browser has crashed. Just let it load up. It's going to take it some time. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is a pretty cool tool. I mean, it's not something so, I would want to use on our world, but if you just wanted to go and get into a private world and just go get some resources. And do you get to see the tool. world? Because in ours, you don't get to see the world until you explore it. It's, it's actually kind of part of the fun. Sh- shows a top-down map. Of the whole map, uh-huh. even without exploring it. Oh, right. interesting. And yeah, I so guess that would change the game quite a bit. And I guess it has resources listed and where things are at and all that. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Big so, game changer. That would be. Yeah, I you would, wouldn't want to jump. You wouldn't want to jump into that um, right away. First yeah, thing that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, definitely I, not. Because I, it would mess up your gameplay and the enjoyment of exploring the regular the, game. The only way I'm using this is if I want to go out and get resources and build like a fantasy world. Yes, not, sense not the regular gameplay, but you want to build something specific. Yep, right. I agree. Right. To know where to go get my stuff because I I don't feel like grinding all that out. Build it. It's yeah. kind of like playing creative in Minecraft. Yeah. When, when I just want to build something cool, I just go to creative. Yeah. Endless mm-hmm. supplies. We're just building. It's like Legos. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whole different kind of game. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't work because I've been building a uh, house on our server, and uh, I was bringing it from one server to the other. Like I go get my forest supplies from the one server. Because mm. it's easier to get supplies from there, and I bring the wood and stuff over to our server. This and is on what? On our server. On Valheim? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, I was building a little house. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to take out the whole forest where we're at, you know what I'm saying? I just took right, out right. there where I built, but I was like, I really don't want to take out all this wood. Plus, it's so hard. where do you there. spawn? Just somewhere random on the other server, right? Yeah, you just you spawn, you spawn any of your stones, and then wherever you log out at is where you're at. Yeah. Kind of okay. Yeah. Because you know where we were at, guys. It's like they'll just send ten mobs at you. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. you're dead. So I was like, "There's no way I'm going out here in the black forest and cutting down all these trees." No, no, thank you. I'd spend more time fighting than I would actually getting resources. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that's a little tip for you guys if you're uh, on into Valheim and you just want to do some building, might be a good option for you. That's pretty cool. Well, this wasn't in the news, but since Clint got on that game, I'll let you guys know something I came across today. I saw somebody had modded it and adjusted all the things to make it a super hardcore survival game like the other guy we were talking about didn't like. And actually, we like the fact that this game's balanced and makes it fun. So someone went in and made it where you can starve. They made it where every time you repair parts of your house, it costs you things like materials and things like that. Uh And so they just made it way harder. And I say that this person was kind of commenting the same thing. They they changed all the things I liked, which I guess <laughs> some people want. But I, I'm with them. I can go do that on a lot of other games. Val, and I like those kind of games. I'm not one of those that doesn't like some of the real grindy. Obviously, I like DayZ, right? But this game is a different appeal. And I don't really, yeah. I wouldn't really want to adjust it. I like the way it is. It could be maybe a few things slightly tougher, but not anything that I would actually ever go in and put the effort into changing if that makes sense I so think starving to death kind of appeals to me a little bit like go ahead and just make me have to hunt for some food well i think i don't know for me you have to hunt if you're going to go do anything right. you don't have to hunt if you're building i for me that's still i think that's, that's why they balanced. did it because they didn't yeah. have really a creative mode like minecraft does mm-hmm. but yeah know, so it I, makes building a little easier if yeah. that's all you want 
Now they could do a hardcore mode. They yeah. could take the idea of this modder and just implement it in make the, two different kind of server servers. Game. Yeah, yeah, hardcore server or normal server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no. Cool. <laughs> Hunter, settle down. Yeah. We just said they could. We didn't say you had to. No. Go Hunter's like, I don't know why you guys want to play these games. You just stomp the other day when Ryan died and it took him six times trying to get back to our base. That's yeah, that, that was, was hard, hard enough. Hard. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Some, there, are, there are some things about this game that are very Put serious. The stress you know? on you. Yeah, because if you die in an area where everything's tougher, or there's, I mean, for me, it was just being able to cross the water. Right. If you didn't have enough meat and stuff to do that with, well, then you go, okay, you're spawning your house, you got to hunt. Then you got to cook that meat. Then you got to eat that meat. And then you got to hope you have your boost to be able to swim across that area or go find you some resin and wood and kill some, uh, you know, what do you call it? Pigs, mm-hmm. boars, so you can have straps and then build you a raft so you can get across this little creek. That's pretty, that's a lot to do just to get across the creek, you know? That's true. And so to me, that's where I feel like, yeah, it's got, it's not one of those just, you're good to just do whatever you want games. It's still got, some things that make it a survival game, you know, yeah. and, and I, it's enough to me to keep me not feeling like it's just easy breezy peasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. We all know that we've established. We like it. Yeah. What's next on the news? Me go next. Yep. Go you're next. next. You're next in line, Hunter. Um, next. So this one is about Epic Games um, and Epic Games uh, actually bought the makers of photo grant. Uh, gram, gram, grammetry. That's it. Photogrammetry. Photogrammetry tools mm-hmm. um, to help the game, their games look more realistic. Okay. Um, so it says Epic dips into its bank account again to buy yet another company. Fortnite and Unreal Engine company Epic Games is buying another company, this time uh, snapping up the photogrammetry develop, developer capturing reality. Um, Epic has spent an unspecified sum to acquire the company to bring its software reality capture into their Unreal Engine. Just uh, so you guys know, real quick, we understand, we've talked about the Unreal Engine thing before. It's really the top dog out there for creating games easily and with that kind of realistics, right? We don't think of, we think of stuff like uh, Fortnite. We don't think of realistic at all but the same company does own the unreal engine stuff mm-hmm. and so this would be like an acquisition of a competitor if that makes sense so right they've got some other technology we could add to our stuff but they're also building an engine that would be competing with the unreal engine and that's what you see these big guys do and epic is becoming one of those guys in the world you know what i mean to where they're they're kind of becoming like the google of gaming in an extent because they've made so much money on Fortnite. really is what really catapulted them but anyways that's that's this is uh that's what it sounds like to me right off the bat is that mm, we're gonna swallow them up little cockroach that they are they got a few good things let's take it in do you know what's crazy to me is like uh i i play with i play uh fortnite every once in a while with this kid uh from the church mm-hmm. uh, just for fun just, i mean i've probably played with them twice but mm-hmm. um he was like listing off the skins that he has in Fortnite the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, like maybe a hundred, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, 
we were on there and he's like, Hey, you know, Hey dad, can I use that 20 bucks that I got for this Fortnite skin? And you don't think about it, but like that adds up, man. Oh like, yeah. And then you talk about that one kid who's getting one, like one new skin probably every week, mm-hmm. at least once a week. And then mm-hmm. times the millions of players they have, it's just like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They raked in the money with that game. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Just, but just um, done a good job, but they do a lot of work in the game too. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great, great game. I, I think, yeah, they've done cutting edge stuff for that game that mm-hmm. people are still um, mimicking. But mm-hmm. um, photogrammetry is the process of scanning real world people, places, and things, and using software to convert those images into scans um, to use in video games or other media. You can check out the video below, and this is on GameSpot if you guys want to search that up and watch the video. Mm-hmm. Um, in a statement, Epic said that Capturing Reality team will continue to grow and work closely with Epic's own Unreal Engine team. The goal is to make the Capturing Reality technology more accessible and affordable. This starts right away as Capturing Reality has already cut prices of its software for new and existing customers. Reality Capture is the clear market leader in photogrammetry. Um, and has been uh, integral uh, to the okay, creation. Okay, hold on, I'm out. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I understand. So they bought a company that's in the photogrammetry section. Yeah. But the name of the company is not photogrammetry. No, it's... No, no, the name of the company was um, Reality Capture. Okay, I'm with you now. Maybe this is almost like that. Remember sure. that game you just brought us the other day where they had that horror movie, uh-huh. the horror mm-hmm. game? And they did like everything that. to look just like the real stove and the yeah. whole apartment and all that. So this is something along those lines, and more this, of mimicking the real world. Yeah, That's this, cool. This is a way for them to not have to make a whole new department, really. Right. Just buy an mm-hmm. existing company, make that your new department that does that for you. Like Someone who's already making a splash in that arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It says, as part of the buyout, Epic said that the uh, photogrammetry software will be further baked into the Unreal Engine to help developers create 3D models faster than before. Um, the Capturing Reality team will also continue to work across not only gaming, but also the visual effects, film, architecture, engineering, and construction businesses. That's cool. That's real cool. That's cool. So in all reality, I was 100% wrong with what I just said. I mean, sure, <laughs> because they're not a direct competitor. They're kind of in a different category. Yeah, they're going to be an addition to, not, not mm-hmm. a... Yeah. yeah. They're an expansion for them. That's cool. Yeah, you. That's all I got, boys. At the end of it. Well, that's when they say construction. It makes me wonder. uh, Does that mean like for maybe they use that for rendering new buildings? They go and probably go into existing buildings with architecture that's close to what they want to build here. They render up somebody um, some new, like photorealistic walls and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can give you a three D VR walkthrough, you know, for your building and different things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's cool. different materials and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got another one for you guys. Let's see here. I've got a couple. I'm going to hit both of them if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the first one is uh, we play. We've talked about them once a while back when we were talking about some esports stuff. Uh, we play esports. Obviously, they're an esports company. They help promote esports tournaments and things like that. And they saw a gap, a hole in the area of fighting games, which people are, you know, I, I would say fighting games have never been dead. 
but they have definitely seen a resurgence in the last four years because of Mortal Kombat 11. That's my personal opinion. I think it's the most successful fighting game we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's got a huge following. And because of that, it's kind of boosted some other things here. So this company has jumped in and said, hey, we're going to put on this big tournament. It's called the Ultimate Fighting League. Um, and the prize, top prize is $150,000. So definitely not playing with chump change here. Mm-hmm. Um, we play Ultimate Fighting League, or they call, they call it the WUFL. I guess they're big on uh, this this whole company that we play. Esports is big on putting together, uh, I would say, like entertainment. Like the way I read some of their stuff is almost would be like if you were talking about the WWE. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Um, so they're an entertainment company, not just a tournament company, just to kind of give you a better okay. grab on who so they want. They're in the world of sports, but they're not sports. They're entertainment. Kinda, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Their whole goal, I think, is to make esport tournaments entertaining for non esport people too. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So non people, not just the people who play, but normal people will become fans of watching esports. Which we talked about that over this last couple of years. How esports is starting to to gain an audience of regular Joe's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's entertaining. Sit there and watch an actual tournament that's happening. It's a video game. But it mm-hmm. plays out with announcers and everything, just like a real sport. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the conversion we're seeing. They seem to be a company who's kind of really working to be on the front of that. That's what they. Yeah. That's what they want to have. Make it even so, more next level. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they're they're. Uh, let me see here. It says they combine the best uh, practices of esports, media, and entertainment fields to provide cutting edge products and services worldwide. So the WUFL Season One will kick off. So this is something that'll keep going because it's a league. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the WUFL uh, season one will kick off with a four day marathon of Mortal Kombat 11, which is another sign that that is the thing kind of driving this, you know, mm-hmm. um, the March 25th through the 28th, uh, where contenders will be looking to turn each other into floppy fillets of human flesh by ripping each other's spines out. After that, uh, oversized metal swords. I'm going to read this so wrong because I don't know what this is. Swehanders, Swihanders, and Sith and Scythes uh, will clash in uh, Soul Calibur okay. 6 on the 1st through the 4th of April. And before things finish up, uh, the Kings of Iron Fist tournament in Tekken 7 from the 8th to the 11th. So this is a huge tournament. This is a big fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, what makes We Play Esports approach special? Is their uh, is their shows cater not only to the core esports community, like I was saying, but also to the broader audience as well. Uh, here is We Sports general producer's chief statement. He said, "I believe that both the diehard FGC fans and casual players will thoroughly enjoy WUFL. You can watch it with your friends who have never touched a controller." And we think they'll quickly learn to appreciate both the competitive, both the competition and the show. So they seem very into the showmanship of things, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, you will be very surprised by what we have prepared for you in the first season of our league. So uh, it's kind of interesting, kind of exciting. I definitely want to follow that and see what it is that they do. We'll probably talk about their tournament after it happens and some highlights of it and, you know, maybe what they brought to the table that we think is different in the esports community, but 
I thought that was cool. Not just their plans, but also their uh, the fact that they're putting some big money where their mouth is for the wings. Yeah. That is very interesting. We'll so that one, that one, that one fifty is being divided over each tournament. So the each tournament winner will get fifty thousand. Okay, I guess that's still a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Oh no, I, I was hitting two at once, didn't I? Yeah, you said two at once. What was the other one here? Oh yeah, this one I'm excited about because COVID is the killer. We all know that, but it's also the killer of events. Mm-hmm. It has shut down socialization and and uh, all that kind of stuff, right? We've seen E3 shut down. We've seen uh, Comic-Cons and all this different stuff shut down. I and mean, we just did the BlizzCon line thing because they couldn't have a real event, right? Right. Um, well, this, from, from my knowledge, is the first big event that has announced they're going live. As Clint would say, we're doing it live. Doing it live. Uh, <laughs> this is the PAX, P-A-X, Australia. They're going to be doing it in October. Um, and they said, we're going to go live. We're going to have a limited amount of tickets to help with congestion and stuff like that. But the numbers are going down on COVID. And basically, they've gotten, I wouldn't necessarily say permission, but uh, they've gotten the go to go ahead and make plans because they believe it'll be okay by that time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, health, they're health experts of the country or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they're also, they're also going, um, they've let everybody know they guarantee refunds if the uh, if Australia restricts them and shuts down the event, or if it ends up having to be shut down, then they will give your refund for the event, and you know obviously have to adjust the event to be yeah. an online type event. Yeah, I would but, say at this point you have to if you're doing any kind of live event for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, and you got to keep you know. it ready to pivot. Yeah, you know? and, but if you guys are, in, uh, and this is not just if it's shut down. They said even if it's uh, if the borders are closed, right? Because people travel international for this big event. If they close the borders and you can't come in, but the event's still going, you'll still get a refund because that's for cool. you, essentially, it's been closed down. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. So, hopefully, that doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, by October, we are back to normal and I'm ready to get things back to normal. This this yeah. year has been, has been crazy. Uh, yes. I, I, there, there's some inklings of hope. Like we may be moving, mm-hmm. moving to that. Mm-hmm. So, I've, I've heard different rumblings of different events. They just did the the Big Twelve wrestling championships in Tulsa, yep. Yep. and that was pretty good. So, now was it packed like normal or kind of no. a little bit more? Yeah, no, like they had it twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean, we went up there and it was like there's four of us, and then right next to us they had like four more seats taped off, and then oh, okay, and then other seats available. But they're purposeful in how they spread everybody out in that deal because you're assigned mm-hmm. seating. So it was right. like, I mean, it was kind yeah, of. So Fifty percent capacity or something, but it makes it nicer in a way. Yeah, I know. I was about to say we kind of would like we had to just walk around. It wasn't like overly crowded, so we we had a good time. <laughs> they still had the concession stands and all that yeah. stuff open. Yep, yeah, all the concessions cool. stuff were open. Cool. Uh, you just had to have your mask, and then they had their little areas where you go eat and you know and all that. So mm-hmm. it was all good. It was fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, it, it was good though getting out and just being like, man. I'm out in public, like it, it more so than just like, Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Right. It was like, yeah, oh, it's different. This is an actual yeah, we event. All, yeah. We've all still gone to the grocery store. What we haven't had is, is a, a social community yes. get together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I was looking up uh, the Renaissance stuff today, Renaissance festival, and it looks like mm-hmm. they're going to plan on doing their, their event. So when is that one? I was like, uh, all every weekend in May. 
And then, well, and then the first weekend of June, I believe. Nice. So nice, I was looking nice. to see what their themes were this year. We haven't been in like two years because it's going to be Renaissance themed. Well, yeah, but they do like like one weekend will be pirates. I know. One I'm week, yeah. Jeez, come on, Ryan, get with the RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they have a Viking theme, so that's kind of makes me sad. Now that we're playing Valheim, it'd be sweet to go to a a make believe Viking world. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about growing my beard out real good, but you know, if you guys listen to the show, I think we talked about this when it first happened, but I've got a, a CPAP or whatever you want to call it now. Oh yeah. It just it would, like, it wouldn't feel. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it, it's, it leaks now because my beard's getting too big. So yeah. when I wear it, it'll, so I can hear that air kind of just blowing out around it a little yeah. bit. I get that full pressure. Drives me crazy when it's blowing out. Ugh. Like I can feel it. It's kind of like a little cool wind. Yeah, you and can hear like, it, and yeah, it messes yep, everything. I gotta wake up. Yep, I go wake up and get frustrated, so I'm gonna have to trim it up. Yep. All right. Well, well you got one more for us, don't you, Clint? This one may make streamers uh, frustrated. This is some news on Twitch. It says mm. here on the PCGamer.com website on our article it says here cybersecurity researcher Dalem Tayari has found code within Twitch's internal API that suggests that the streaming site plans to define brand safety scores for individual streamers. Uh, The score appears to grade how brand-friendly a streamer is using variables such as age of the streamer, um, their their band history, their relationship with Twitch, how the channel implements auto-mods, the ESRB rating of the game being streamed, whether the channel is set up to be uh, for mature audiences or not, as well Mm -hmm. as a manual rating and keywords for the channel set by, or quote, by a Twitch-affiliated reviewer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says here, the score is referenced in relation to ads. Um, So this is going to affect your ad revenue, like who's going to be willing to put ads on your site and that kind of thing. Uh, It says here... As soon as you you said that, my mind first thought, Oh, he's talking about like a rating, so viewers will know what your what your brand stands for. No, now, as you, as you read that, it's not like no. oh, our brand is a hey, we're kind of we're not dialing anything back. We're kind of a you know offensive brand, or we're a mm-hmm. you know hey, we're tight, we're this, we're we don't talk about anything, blah blah, blah kind of brand. It's not. It's saying we're going to rate you according to our brand. Yeah. We're going to rate you according to, to our to Twitch's well, standards. Well, that's a little right. weird. Yeah. That's why yeah. I wasn't like, Ugh. Well, anyway, says here in quote, we are, uh, this is, this was, uh, a statement by PC game, uh, two PC gamer from Twitch, uh, one of their, um, community people, whatever you call them. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. Spokesperson. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yep. Yep. They said here, quote, we are exploring ways to improve the experience on Twitch for viewers and creators, including efforts to better match the appropriate ads to the right communities. User privacy is critical on Twitch. And as we refine this process, we'll not pursue plans that compromise that priority. Nothing has launched yet. No personal information was shared. And we will keep our community informed on any updates along the way. Says here, allowing advertisers to avoid having their ads appearing alongside content they find objectionable is fairly standard practice on the web. In theory, this allows advertisers to ensure their ads find an appropriate audience. 
saying without saying is if your rating is too low, you're not going to get, yeah, you're not going to get the ads like, like uh, you were before. Now, see, that's different. What they should do is not, Hey, you're not going to get the ads. There's going to be certain kind of ads for you. It should be, Hey, this is a more adult channel, right? Mm-hmm. They have four adults only. They play gory, bloody sexual games. And now on this one, we're going to talk about the blue pill. That's going to be the person that advertises <laughs> with them. You know what I mean? Or a horror Maybe. movie trailer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something that fits that rather than, hey, we don't want to advertise with you because we don't stand for the fact that you don't match up with Twitch's brand, which yeah. is the way that sounds like it's going. And we don't know, but I don't like it. I, don't I like think here. I think I do. And I think they are going that route. I don't think there's any. I mean, you'll get some of the other good stuff that comes with it, like you're saying, where it's going to be mm-hmm. okay. You know, this guy does this, so let's put a, that ad on there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that will be included in it, but mm-hmm. also I think it's going to be a way to, oh, we don't like what you're doing, so now we're going to drain you out. Kind of like with YouTube, you know, they mm-hmm. do their, they have their own system that goes in and yeah. demonetizes people, and uh, lots of content creators have said that it's not an effective system. Right. Ba- ba- basically, it dings them on stuff like, if, uh, for instance, your your story earlier, if you would have said the the K word, right on YouTube, even right. though you weren't using it, you yes, were just exactly. reporting on it, it yeah. still flags you and right. demonetizes you. Basically, oh, on that. it was our I guarantee it would have been it would have been demonetized anyways because I said Jew a few times. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. And it's already, they're not going to look in the context of why you said Jew. They just know you said Jew and you use negative and Jew yeah, and negative. Yeah, automatically. Negative. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Weird, weird, weird. So anyway, yeah. that's some news there uh, happening with Twitch. Controlled by robots, and I don't like. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think robots are offensive. There you go. Boom! I said it. He said it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cancel robots. Yep. Cancel them. <laughs> Unless they're gonna get me uh, my meal, you know. Go grab me. A you know what? Meal. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna be like a hundred years from now, and doing things like beep pop boop beep. beep it's going to be offensive to the robot people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously. Think like, about that. Hey, AI. Us being lower than you are. That's mm-hmm. why you guys do it. What else does beep, bop, boop, bop, and the art movements mean, if not negative? The what'd you yeah. call it? The what movement? The beep, bop, boop, bop. Oh, the beep, bop, boop, bop movement. See, like, bot will be a slang word for that. Oh. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're, like, we're, bot we're, will be like, a bot, and they'll be like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, I have Cybertronics in my head. I'm part bot. That's like that game, uh, what is it? Uh, Something Detroit. I don't know. You can't remember means it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. I just played a little bit. I thought it was just called Detroit. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just Detroit. Becoming Human, that's what it is. Detroit. Becoming Human. And it's about cyber bots, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That they're human, but being treated like appliances. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Good sci-fi stuff, guys. We hope we didn't offend you there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from the news into more news. (laughs) You like that? You like how I did that there, Ryan? Real proud. Anyway. So, on to a future. Okay. So, guys, what we're doing is we're taking about uh, right now. We're thinking about a month. We'll kind of see where we're at around that time to see if we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But basically, what we're does that mean a month from today, as in like April 9th? or you take? It would be it would be four just, weeks. Four weeks out. Okay. So four shows where we would release a show. Yeah. Episodes, 
after that. So that fifth week, if mm-hmm. we're at a if we're at a spot where we feel like we're ready, then we'll fire it back up and here we go. Kind of thing. Right. What are we going to be ready for? What do you mean if we feel like we're ready? Because I feel like at the beginning of this episode, the way you said what you said came across a little bit negative and you even had to do like a little bit of recovery. Like we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And, no, and we're not going anywhere. Guys. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying as far as uh, our branding goes. So what we're, we're not really rebranding the podcast. We're still going to be, we're delirious dads gaming, but we're looking at reformatting the, how we're doing the podcast as far as, yeah, how it's how laid long out. segments are going. How, yeah. What we talk how about, what all's included, whether we want separate ones, right? Maybe right. separate small ones for different segments, or maybe some of the content we do here is better suited for YouTube and it's performing better on YouTube and that's where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of different little things we need to talk about that could give us better structure and hopefully more reach and right. get our fingers out there more. So that's and, what we're trying to figure out. And it's really just been about, we've all been so busy that, you know, we've said several times, oh, we'll get together and we'll get a plan. Yes. But we've been just so busy that uh, it's been hard for us to really sit down and get a good game plan of well, what we've we had just do. enough time to get together a good podcast, not enough right. time to get together a good podcast that week and get together what we're doing and what we want to shift to and what our right. expansion plans are. So, I mean, I think it's normal. A lot of podcasts out there, I mean, some are seasonal. I don't know that I've ever come across any that went a hundred and whatever episodes in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've taken a, a week off there and there, but yeah, we were, in my opinion, we knocked it out of the park compared to a lot of people do like 20 episode seasons and then oh. they take a break for so long. And then, you each, know what I mean? Each one of us had newborn babies yeah, born yeah. into the world and just kind of kept on we, rocking. <laughs> we beast boated this thing. Yeah. But, Hunter, but had, yeah. Hunter had the COVID yeah. live on the podcast and just yeah. suffered right through it. And was yeah, still and then I played video games afterwards and was complaining like guys didn't even go to sleep and y'all were like one more don't be a wuss and then I found out Hunter it's just well what if you found out it was the flu then it would have been okay that we yeah. were acting that way to you but Either hey way, here's, pretty serious too yes yeah, I'm saying it's yeah for movie. sure but here's the here's the truth of the matter though now looking back on it you can say not only did I get COVID but I kicked its a and play mm-hmm. video games while doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of makes you a superstar, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that plus your mullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the big thing, guys, uh, we're not going anywhere as far as game streaming goes, because we're still going to be gaming. Let's just face it. Still got to mm-hmm. get some game time in. So, we're going to be doing that. That's mm-hmm. not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but, if you guys are available and you have time, send us some feedback. Let us know what Ideas do you want to see come to life? Uh, we don't have an like? suggestion box, but we do have this thing called an email. Yep. So or can... direct messenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Facebook messenger. Yeah. yeah. Or Twitter. We're on Twitter. You could tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us. We might tweet back, you know. More than likely, we will tweet back. We should tweet back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh a lot of exciting things because for us it's kind of a time to we're gonna take a deep breath and then just come back fighting you know what i'm saying and it's just gonna be the next level yeah. of ddg so we're excited um and we hope that you guys like what we have in store for you uh so just kind of hang on i know it's gonna be a little rough not having the ddg every week for a little bit but we'll uh Got like 192 we'll episodes you can go back and pick some and listen to them don't yeah. cry about it yeah Go listen to some gaming quizzes, 
Check yeah. out some some uh, what's cooking good looking, you know, the mm-hmm. classics as we call them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, guys, if you would like to support the podcast, go over to Patreon. Check it out. You can donate there. Um, also, we're still going to be working on some merch stuff. That's another thing we're going to be talking about during this uh, time period. So uh, me and Ryan are going to get together. <laughs> Hunter and uh, Ryan's bobbing his head real weird, so I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, we're going to discuss that. Uh, lots of stuff coming down the pike, so uh, we expect to see you here in, in about a month. Guys, you got anything else you want to say before we go? Yes, stay delirious. Stay daddy. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.